to another Fika episode of Fika for Live. You were late. <laughs> we're late. No, you were early. Um, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> uh, my name is Edward Thomas. My co-host is... Ling Yuan. Hello. Hello. So, for those of you who have not been around, um, who've only heard us, now you get a chance to see us. Ooh. And we're looking at so you. So beautiful. You're so beautiful, Ed. Am I beautiful? Mm. You're beautiful, too. I think your kids are beautiful. True, my kids are beautiful. Yeah. But mine are more beautiful. <laughs> well, you had... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not biased or anything. You, know? you had more chances. I mean, you had five. I only have two. Yes. You see? I pushed up my five kids just <laughs> like that. It was like, it was so easy. How did you do that? So we so are I trying... To, I went to, oh, look at that. That's us. Yeah. You know? We are trying to... <laughs> I'm trying, trying to connect We're trying to connect to, to, to Facebook. So, so people can watch us on our Facebook thing. Hmm? Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Now! <gasps> Look. Benjamin is our producer for today, yes. and he's awesome. Shout out to the Big B. Benjamin! Woo! <gasps> it has automatic um, subtitles. That's oh, really? fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, then, I should speak more German. So it gets <laughs> really confusing. <laughs> you look fun. Okay, I have to put this away. Okay. Now. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we don't want to be so modern that we like start looking to the telephone and not like, looking oh, at look our fans. Like, oh, look how I look. Wow, I am so beautiful. I'm so beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I'm just glowing. Okay. Um, some of you have written in, and we really thank you guys for yeah. participating in the live uh, Fika for Life. And so we want to just jump into uh, some of the questions that we have. And we also will call, or someone will call us today. Yeah. So we're expecting <laughs> a special a, secret a guest. A secret guest <laughs> from, you know, the someone. land where they have tacos. <laughs> there must be taco land. Taco land, yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's, we'll, you'll kind of figure that out where that country is. Um, but anyway, um, you have a question for the first one? Uh, should I? Okay. So we had a question from our friend, Laurie, and he asked, how did Lowry. we come to make this podcast? I thought he said, where did we get the energy to make it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let me. No. If I remember my super psychic mind. Oh, okay. please. Let me check this again. Okay, you're going to check it. Yeah, but I know what he said. No. And he's watching now, so he probably okay, will Laurie, say... Okay, what did you say? <laughs> Could <laughs> yeah, you tell write us? Because <laughs> you, know, you know how we are. We're so distracted. He said, what motivates you to do this podcast? Okay, what motivates you? That's See? almost the same thing as what gives you energy. No. Why? Whatever. Motivation Just means why. Just answer it. Okay, why, Lynn? Lynn, why, why, why do you do this? What motivates you? <gasps> I like you. Really? And it's, yeah. Oh, and yay! I think it's fun. And I think it's fun. Um, yes. Uh, wait, I'm just. Should I be more serious? <laughs> okay. Well, and my serious answer is that is this is oh. about reaching all of humanity and uniting <laughs> us together under one cause, so there would be liberty and justice for all. This sounds like faster so than a speeding so bullet, so stronger American. than a. Tra- oh no! Wait, that was <laughs> Superman. <laughs> no, I mean, sorry, that's not. Sounds why. like the pledge. That you have in the USA. Yeah. Um, Pledge allegiance to the flag. No, we, okay. we have to tell you guys you haven't I, I tuned do in. Love the flag. At 2 o'clock. Now it's 6, o'clock, 6 p.m. in 6 Sweden. 6 p.m. in Swedish time. Uh, we have 
Philip here. Hey, Philip. Yeah. Are you from Finland, Philip? Yes. yes. No? Say something uh, in Finnish. Makara. Yeah, that's his favorite Makara. thing. Makara. That's which sausage. means yeah. which means Finnish sausage. So here's our studio audience, as well as Anna Karen, my sister-in-law. Woo! She's also helping me to take care of my little baby Itai, who's sleeping now. That's very good. And we Only have our producer Benjamin. Okay. Benjamin! Yeah. And Poor we guy. just want to say congratulations, Benjamin, on the birth of your new addition to your family. Because he's a biggin. He's a he's a, <laughs> he's a, a new dad. He's a new dad and his baby is five days old. And about two and a half meters long. <laughs> just to let you know. Because <laughs> Benjamin is like three meters long. <laughs> exactly. Benjamin is about the same height as Goliath. Okay. So what motivates <laughs> oh. us to do this? Sorry. So. I forgot. Yes. I got distracted. Um <laughs> 90% no, of his podcast no, I, is I getting mean, I think that, so, so Lynn and I are at two different ages. Lynn is a little bit older than I am, uh, as we learned in, in the last head. session. my <laughs> 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 yeah. um, And so between, and we spend a lot of times counseling with people, and people are constantly coming to us and asking us our opinions about different things, or just... Or just telling us stuff. Yeah, and then just, you're like, okay, you're like, okay what do you want me to yeah, do with it? <laughs> and so... Um, and so part of the motivation is to share, you know, both a life experience, but also a desire to meet people where they're at. And this format gives us an opportunity to listen to people and then to, well, you can you can write to us and be totally anonymous. Mm. And we'll really try to take a, a serious look at that particular issue and try to come up with something that's relevant. And so it's a way of helping people and connecting with people. It's a way for us to also show our faith in a more modern um, sort of very Every open day. and inclusive everyday way. Yeah, it's yeah. not. We're not like trying to make a theological podcast. You have to have a PhD in theology. Uh, it's more in practical everyday life, and and you don't even have to be a Christian like to listen to our podcast. We'll talk about whatever. No. We don't have any taboo things. So. No. Um, so that's that's kind of the motivation. It's you know we love people, and I think that it's just part of the gifting. And then Lynn and I are good friends, and and we. We, we just talk. Through, yeah. We just talk. We usually just, when we get together, is what this sounds like. We just talk. Mm. Yeah. So. And then we get really easily distracted. So 80% of yes. our podcast is like, okay, let's do the topic 20%. Yeah. And they're like, oh. Yeah. And then it's all 80%. Long time just, <laughs> we do the cricket thing. We go, woo. So then we finally get there. So. But, you know, I. We have, I've looked it up, so we started our podcast in November 2018, so soon we have our two-year wow. anniversary. Wow, we should be celebrating. Do you want to talk about death again? Yeah, okay, so we can go back to the first episode. So we'll go back and we, 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 we edit that. We will, we will revisit death. I just couldn't get that out, you know, it just seemed like the wrong time of the year to say that. But in November, no. Um, so that, um, <laughs> it's the most depressing thing. Uh, month of the year. Okay. And that's why we have All Helguna. <laughs> <laughs> All Saints Day mm. is exactly the darkest, one of the darkest times of the year. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe okay. we do that. That's great. Man, but this is so, this is the whole thing. Um, um, now we just answered one of the questions. Um, but that motivates us. Yeah. And also people writing in and, and either telling us stuff or asking other things. I think that's that's really fun. That's really yeah. Fun. And in the first year, I mean, we were, there, you know, during a period, we were the number one Christian podcast in all of Scandinavia. Yeah. You know, so we just like, like to think about... Like for one day or something. Shh, shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> Let them keep guessing. 
<laughs> we don't want to give away our secrets now, you know? No, 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 no. Man. Pretend you didn't hear that. I'm not going to give you the secrets to Chanel number five. <laughs> give Chanel it away. number five. <laughs> I have a secret I written down on my bedroom wall. <laughs> Coco, she's like, Edvard, I want you to have this. And I was like, Coco, thank you. <laughs> we had another question. Do you want to yeah. take another? Okay. Um, uh, boy. Oh, wait. Oh, wow. Wait. Did you get even more? Okay. Um, the other question, where did it come in at? This. Was it there? Yeah. Or at least yeah. I got it okay. from there. Is that where you got it from? Okay. Yeah. Where did, where, I don't know where Ed gets this. Dude, I don't know where I get from. my stuff from. <laughs> I get all kinds of stuff. No, how can you already have it so lo- so down? So yeah, because, you know, that's just how I am. Here, here. Do you want okay. me to read it? Well, I mean, I know what it's about. Okay, but then you can share it with our okay. listeners and watchers. Okay. So, um, so there's a difference between... The things you dream about. So the uh, <laughs> one of our fans wrote to us and oh, said thanks. that, um, so what do you do about something like you dream about this? And this is something that excites you. It's something you really want to do. It's like passion. And then there's the reality side. Here's the things with all the ex- expectations that people lay on you, the things you should do. Or maybe what's you the know, things you put on yourself yeah, that you should and be. Financial obligations, like, you know, like you got to, buy food uh, you have to pay for some place to live you know you have to buy clothes because people don't normally let you just take them out of the store unless you're a shoplifter and sometimes mm-hmm. you even have like you have obligations towards your family yeah you know and we, and we believe that family is really important and things like that but <laughs> things like that but when it comes between so I'm one of those kind of people who've always followed my heart so that's kind of so it's hard for me to imagine just all the other pressure that's put on top of you and that somehow you wouldn't even, with all that pressure, try to figure out a way, how can I honor people or, re- or commitments around me and at the same time get as close as I can get to the thing I really want to do? Hmm. I'm not like you. I don't. No. I'm, You're I, duty I, bound. I was raised in an Asian household. You don't follow your dreams, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I, sounds so no but it's like i've watched several comedians like asian comedians who make fun of this like oh white people they go and tell like oh go follow your dreams whatever whatever (laughs) makes you happy and it's like dreams will get get you homeless yeah (laughs) it's like okay um well i think me being raised by asian parents but living in germany and growing up in germany um I still got both of this, like in school maybe and in society, people told you, oh, you know, you should pursue your dream, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit bohemian as well, like, oh, freedom, Yay. find yourself, Yay. blah, blah, blah. And I'm not <laughs> being old now and wise. <laughs> I, I know. Yes, Lynn. You should not always follow your feelings because I think... Um, <laughs> Well, I'm not your feelings, but what about... But your, but your dreams are, I think, also... You, you don't dream about bad things. You, you don't want to pr- pursue a dream that gives you bad feelings. No, but I did want to be a mafia boss. <laughs> and so I wasn't, but I wasn't really sure how to do that. And then when I came there, and they're like, hey, be tough. And I was like, try to be tough. And they just start laughing laugh- at me. Yeah, I was thinking So they're that. like, they you know, laugh. they didn't really want me to be the boss or anything. So. But I think it's but about... But at least I tried. I think I... Um, 
I mean, growing up, I was taught to please my parents. Like, this is what they want. This is what they plan. And then you always had wow. to struggle between this is what I want, but I also need to please my parents. Hmm. So I think when wow. you're an adult, it becomes really unhealthy, I think, if you still want to try to please your parents when you're an adult, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, the Bible be. says, me as a Christian, the Bible says you should honor your parents. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you should be a slave for them. And really? Uh, yes. I told my kids every day of their life, remember. And how did they turn out? Yeah, none of them listened to me, uh, but so you know, it's okay. So don't, don't listen to Ed on this. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think it's oh, about yeah, finding... I think it's about finding a balance, I guess. But I know that's that's like the typical answer. When you say, oh, find a balance, find something in between. I know, I know it's not that easy. But I think for me... Um, I don't know. I I think when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. But I never pursued that. But I'm okay. still now in a teaching role at work. So I guess I work and I try to find the area that I want in that job. Okay. Well, that, that, that kind of makes sense, you know. Does it make sense? Sure. I know. What I do know. you think? Okay. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm writing to my oldest daughter because I forgot to send this to her. And uh, so I'm just sending it to her so she knows that we're live now. Really? Maybe yeah. she's sleeping. No, no. She's in Cali, so it's in the morning. She's in California. So yeah. Ed has lots of children all over the all world. All over the world. Wow, okay. That just, just, <laughs> that's right. Ed's out there. As soon as I see him, I'm like, that's a make a baby. And I'm just like all over the place, you know. Got Almost. So many, I got so many kids. I don't know all their names. I'm just like, I start calling them numbers. You know, like, hey, number 54. Come here. You know. Wow. Wow, that would be kind of amazing, huh? No, fifty-four kids—that <laughs> no. would be amazing. So what? Yeah, but yeah. how? Well, how? What? <clears throat> what advice do you give people though, if they're struggling between reality and dream? Well, if you're struggling, that somewhere it's showing that you're not happy some somewhere, mm. and that's where and that's where the conflict comes in. If you're okay with like, you know, basing your whole life in an attempt to try to you know listen to your parents and try to take that advice in and then have that to affect your decision, um, and you're okay with that then that's one thing. But if you find that you just don't feel good about that, if you find that you just, you feel how that sandpapers your head, you sandpapers know, your that's just telling you right there that, that, you know, this is, may not be the best thing for you. Sandpaper, I just can't get over this. You know, you know, guys, people out there, we are renovating our house, so I work with sandpaper. That's why I'm like, what? No, yeah, that's why horrible. I'm, that's why there's space between me and Lynn, because I just don't want to take out that sandpaper and start rubbing on my head. You know? <laughs> no, but I, but I think that, I think it's, and I think it's really important that when you are, um, now, when you're at sort of at that age and you're trying to figure things out, listen to your heart. I mean, God gave you that. God gave you a God said the heart is deceitful, dude. Yeah, but I mean, but it's <laughs> deceitful, but you still got one. Because when you don't got one, well, well, you know, you're not walking among the living unless you're a zombie. In that case, shout out to zombies. Hey, zombies. <laughs> we have a couple of zombie fans, too. Uh, they don't usually wow. write much, but they do mumble a lot. So. Hmm. I don't know. I think if oh, you... Benjamin has... Yes. Yeah. Yo, you just you, you just, just raise your hands you like just, you just shout at us, Benjamin. Yeah. So okay, our friend wow. Nathaniel where asked, are we the- "Where are we in the end times?" 
Okay, we just got serious. Okay, let me put my. Uh, what have you? Fi- my have we finished? Pastor's voice. Have we finished our oh, no, dream and reality? No, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, just one thing at a down. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're if you have a dream, it's probably something that God has put inside of you that coincides with your passion and coincides with the personality He's given you. So I'll give you an example from my life. So when I was in school, I loved science. I mean, I really loved science and math and was really geared about being a, towards being a doctor. I really thought I was going to be a doctor. I even studied pre-medicine in America um, and everything because that's what I thought. And it's what in my heart, that's why I felt like I would be a really good children's doctor or I'd be like a children's surgeon or something. That's kind of where I wanted to go. Um, and if someone would have told me during, during the time I was growing up that, Ed, you're going to become a chef, a really, really good chef. I would have laughed at them. Because I liked food, but I didn't think it was a career or something I was going, going to pursue. Um, and through a whole line of circumstances or whatever, uh, oh, I was telling my family that, hey, I'm not going to, I'm dropping out of college. I'm not going to be a doctor. People uh, are like, I'm what? Just being a chef, you know? And, uh, and I know a lot of people looked at me like, what, what are you doing? Like, are you crazy? Yeah. And maybe to them, it's, you know, because it's, not the same money, no. <laughs> that's for certain. Um, but it was what I thought was the right thing to do, and so I did that. Um, and I took that risk, even though it meant that maybe some people, people in my life were going to be disappointed, and some people weren't going to understand or even be able to support me. And, and that's kind of one of those important things. If you're going to go against the grain, you can't be expecting a lot of people to support you when you. But you still need that, though. You still you have need to find someone. It other places, yeah. You, so you, you you need at least someone to be, who believes in you and who will support you. I don't think that you should do it by yourself. No, but but you have to. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you've lived your life so that you have friends and people outside of just your family life or outside of just your responsibility area areas. And so, friendships are really important, but also like business mentors. Um, so when I was going to become a, a, a chef, um, you know, I needed other people's advice and help along the way. And I've had role models. And for me, it was the, the two women that trained me. Uh, shout out to Danny and Ruth, mm-hmm. you know, Lakeshore Seafood. Because <laughs> those are the people who set my life on that, on that course. But they really took care of me, you know. And because of that, because I had that support, it didn't really matter about the other support I was losing. Yeah. So that was one of the advantages for me, at least, is that I had another support system to support me in the new direction that I was going to go. Um, I mean, and no one thought I would ever become, you know, an ordained priest in Sweden. You know, that of was... Of all places you know, in that, the world. <laughs> that was not in the cards. The voodoo lady did not come by my house <laughs> late at night when I was a baby and say, well, you know, I killed the chicken for you. And I, and I look the at the bones. chicken blood. The bones say, you know, <laughs> you're going to go to Sweden. And I was like, oh, okay. The voodoo lady says, it, you know, well, we know it's true, you know. So it's... It's kind of that way, and, and you have to make a decision. If you choose to respect those responsibilities and ignore what your heart is telling you, you have to live with that. You can't whine about it. Yeah, you have you to might own that. You have to embrace that. that. You will regret it. Mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you that when you get to the end of your life and you look back, you're not going to be saying, oh, I'm so glad I did not follow my heart and do the thing that God put passion yeah. in my life for. I that read gives me articles. energy makes me get out of bed. I read you articles that. about that that people are like. Yeah, you always regret it. Yeah, you you should, yeah. you should do what you wanted to do, not what you thought people wanted you to yeah. do. Because in the end, it's still your life. Yeah. And if you if you let, and, and there's a balance. I mean, 
Kids my, not only. <laughs> no, but like my like my mom is a really important person in my life, and what she thinks is really really important to me. Yeah. But in the end, I still have to make a decision. I've made a lot of decisions that my mom totally did not like, totally <laughs> thought was wrong, you know. And but but I was also raised in a household where. My mom told me I could be anything I wanted to be as long as I put my mind to it. <laughs> like a pickle. And then, <laughs> exactly. I want to be a pickle. <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing, because when she says, well, why are you doing that? I'm like, you tell me I could be anything I want as long as I put my <laughs> mind to it. So I remember all these little sayings my mom said, and I can use them back on her, but she keeps asking me. But I'm like, but you said. <laughs> that's, you, you said, know, Ed, that's so You things. said that you, you didn't care how people. my girlfriend looked as long as, you know, she was nice. Turn my phone off. Turn my phone around. Oh no, she, he's talking to someone else. Yeah, he's, talk- <laughs> he's not talking to you, man. <laughs> and I'm like thinking my phone. I'm going. I've got to even move my phone around because it's uh, interfering with the sound. No, no, no. Okay, but anyway, um, so that's that's. I mean, my my dad told me stop following your heart. You need to get a job so you can get some security. I um, totally get that, though. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a safe way out. It's the, it's it's a way yeah. that you take. What's wrong with that? Because I think that I think that God created us for a life of adventure. You know, God created us also, man and woman, differently. So I think men are more on the side of yeah, let's do adventure, do stuff, yeah, risk it, whatever. You could die, but I think women are more like nah, let's settle down, let's like get a roof on our head and like wow. security because we got babies to produce let's and I got to take care No, it's not about that. I think that men and women are dif- wired yeah. differently. So that's, I think, okay, why we disagree be. on here. Hmm. Okay? No, I think it's a cultural thing. I don't think so. It could be both. Okay, it could be both. It could be... I mean, Americans are all over the place. Like, oh, pursue your dream of happiness and... Uh. Donald Trump, did you hear that? <laughs> He's going to get you. And Asia is all about, suck it up. You're responsible towards your family. Yeah. Just do it. We Make don't care. So you can take care of us when we get old. Yeah. We don't care about your dreams and hopes. Yeah. That's just really <laughs> bad. But when you... I mean, like, I know like we're joking a little bit, but there's like so much truth in that. Yeah. And I just remember so many of my of my friends... You know, because I grew up, you know, with a lot of Asian friends outside of Chinatown in Oakland. He's Chinese um, inside. On the inside, it's all like wonton, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, and it's all soy like, sauce marinated. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's all chow siu bao in here. <laughs> Actually, it looks like one. Okay, anyway, uh, but uh, but um, I remember a lot of my friends felt really pressured to have to pursue these things that made good money because it's really important for their family, but not necessarily the thing that gave them the greatest Joy. amount of happiness in life. And I think this, I think a balance is important. You don't want to be a bum. We don't believe in laziness. No. But you don't want to be so miserable in life. So that's, I think that hopefully that's a good enough question. Um, if not, just it's, write us back and we'll it's go It's a boring deeper. answer, but that's how it is. Like, you just, well, have to find a, funny. you just have to find a balance, you know. Yeah, find a balance between the two of them. Okay, um, the second one now about the end times. Um, <laughs> uh, Do we just, have enough time for this? <laughs> yes. Um, so what I was thinking that, because um, I had this conversation with my mom this week. We were talking about if we're in the end times, my mom's like, oh, we're definitely in the end times. He's talking about the end times in the Bible. Yeah, okay. Not, not just, like the end of the sale. <laughs> it's not like. Are we in the sale season yeah, now? Yeah, like, what end times is he talking about? Uh, so the Bible talks about that at that time 
is moving towards sort of an end point. And at that yeah. end point, things are going to be finalized. Justice will be poured out of, upon the earth and things like that. So you better get on the right uh, side of the train. And before we get to the end times, there's these signs. And how do you know that you're, in, that you're at the end times? And I would say that we're still right before the end times. We haven't really gotten there yet. Poo. And the reason, and the reason for that, but the reason for that, that I think that we are definitely close. moving close to the end times has to do with just the world is whacked. I'm just going to say that. I mean, <laughs> I was born in 1962. I don't ever remember a time up until the recent time where we've had like a pandemic, a locust plague, fires, earthquakes, uh, floods breaking out all over the earth in the same period of time. But what about when people would say, well, now we have media and social media and digital age. It's just mm. that people know about it. I mean, those catastrophes also happened before. But not in the same not in the same intensity and not as often back to back. So we're, we're experiencing crazy hurricane season starting earlier. We're experiencing drought in places that there shouldn't be any drought at. So we're experiencing, and part of it has to do with climate change mm -hmm. that we're causing, but I think part of it also has to do with the fact that God is pushing the world towards this sort of end time place. Now Benjamin just fell over and now we're going to have to, I have to give him mouth to mouth. So if you don't see me for a while. Don't give him mouth to I'm, mouth. Sorry, it's Petra. It's Corona time. I'm sorry, Petra, but I got to save your man <laughs> and he needs my lips on him, you know, so I'm just going to throw myself. Benjamin, your life is important to me, man. Uh, so, but anyway, I, that's how we are. We kind of jump around. Okay. You know. So you said that you don't think that we are no. in the end times, we are pre-end times. So... When the first world war broke out, people, people were, like, were like, we're in the end times. Yeah. It's like, oh, look. And then the second world war. No, we're in the end times. But that only was mostly countries that were involved in the wars. That was why it was called a world war, because there was hardly any countries that weren't involved in it. Africa. Directly or indirectly. Africa was involved. Africa was like a bunch of colonies, so they had to like supply all this kind of stuff to all the European yeah, people. Yeah, but were like people were not dying in the war. Only yeah. dying of the consequences. No, no. Well, Africa's yeah, you. you okay. Anyway, <laughs> some of us are not woke yet, so it, we'll get woke. there. Woke. I just, don't want to be woke. We just get there later <laughs> on. So. Um, but but if you're looking at if you're looking at one of the worst things from the from the Second World War is the Holocaust. We haven't had anything that has been worse than the Holocaust, and the Holocaust was not the end times. So for me, I'm looking at it that, and because Jesus says that that period of time. It's going to be worse than anything that's ever been, which means it's got to be worse. I mean, think of this. Worse than the Holocaust. That is bam, mind-blowing, crazy, scary. There are bad things scary. happening now. Not worse than the Holocaust. We're not there yet. That we don't know about. My uh, why? I, I watch the news. No, but I mean, if you think about North Korea, there are a lot of bad things happening in North Korea. Uh, but it's not, on the, it's not on the big enough scale. I don't think that people know about all of the crazy things yeah. that happen in this world. Right, but that's the whole thing. That there's, so there's always bad things happening. Mm -hmm. There's always atrocities. But we're looking for something that's going to be that's going to be so, so much greater than anything else that we have experienced. Otherwise, we can't say we're at the end times. So that's one of the things that Jesus said about the end times is that it's got to be worse than anything else has ever been. And if you think coronavirus is the worst it's ever been. It's not. It's not. The bubonic plague <laughs> was not. way worse. Okay. What if this had been Ebola instead of that? You know, we all be dead, or most of us would be dead. Yeah, right and that now. would be. I mean, so I think it would be on that scale. It has to be on that scale of something that's just so outrageously more than what we've already experienced in human history. So, 
I definitely think that we're heading towards there. I think that the acceleration of the decimation of nature, the Bible tells us that nature, you know, it extols the glory of God. But if nature is getting destroyed, then what happens? And and so I, I think that that this is one. I think that the destruction of nature, the increase in pollution, the increase in violence, the it, the increase in the lack of security, the, these things are heading us towards. I mean, because things have changed since I was born in the '60s. The morals just. Wee. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and basically, I mean, in countries like Sweden, who would have ever thought that we would be experiencing people getting killed every single day in a country like Sweden? That's just. I mean, when I moved here 24 years ago, that was just not even heard of. No. And now it's just like people are afraid to walk on the streets, and you know we have g- gang problems. The police are saying we don't know what to do about the gangs. I'm like, they're like we like well, uh, <laughs> don't look at me because you know, I'm not going to help you. They're like the you're mafia, a black man. The mafia didn't even want me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was too weak for them. Boss, so, um, so we, do we have any other questions coming in, Ben? Woo! Right, it's our Nani. special guest. Oh, Nani, Mama. Oh, hola, Lani. How are you? Oh, there. Why do we have such a big screen and Lani has a really tiny one? No, it's a big screen, but it's a big screen, but Lani's head is little. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue about it. <laughs> How oh, are you, Lani? Hey, is that your is that your sister? No, it's your mom. Oh, hola. <laughs> Hi. Tell your mom that she looks like your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Su madre es muy, muy, muy bonita. Gracias. <laughs> <laughs> ah, de nada. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless you too. So That's Lani. why Lani's that way. Yeah. It's in her jeans. She's like, <laughs> like, like, she's doing so like, she's like, like this. She's like, I know. My mom's hot. She's got it all working out. <laughs> and I'm hot too. <laughs> working, girlfriend. <laughs> so Lani uh, used to be here in Sweden. Yeah. She studied here in Sweden. She's a very accomplished woman. Oh my gosh. She's a, With she, the she, UN be, and everything. She's the president of the, uh, exactly, president of the UN. Oh, you or want to be the president of the UN? Or at least the no. Olympic oh, committee. It's, it's a lot of work. I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> it seems like to be a lot of work. Lani, just if, tell I'm the president, if I'm the secretary general, then I cannot be in Sweden. So I don't think that's a good idea. Sure you can. Dog Hammer Show. He was the secretary general. I'm sure, he, sure. he's he's just buried right up Did, the street. Didn't he die? Yeah, I went to yeah. the grave. <laughs> so, okay. I tried to do that grave sucking thing I read about. You're strange. <laughs> So Lani is in Mexico. I'm just joking. How is it in Mexico? With Corona? (laughs) No, no. We want to know how. how, First, how's the weather? Oh, that's nice. Better than Sweden, I guess. We (sighs) don't need anything. It cannot be better than Sweden. It's cold (laughs) and windy and and blowing. And It's rainy. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, like, how's the food in Mexico? Oh, well, you should know that. <laughs> I know. I just, I just want to hear you say just it. Just want people to know that food <laughs> in Mexico is good. Like, drool. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> the meat, the Mexico meat, just all meat. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they have, exactly, Philip. They have a lot of meat in Mexico. <laughs> a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of carne asada. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So, Lani, okay, we are so happy you are joining us. Yes, we are. Do you have a question for us? I was wondering, I don't know if you talked about that before, but maybe you can explain us a bit. Why did you decide to name this podcast Fika for Life? 
I don't know if the audience know that. Mm -hmm. And why do you think it's important Fika in Sweden and in our Christian life? Wow, so deep. Okay. Why would she go so deep? I know. <laughs> You're talking to me and Lynn. Like, you can't go that deep. Our brains, our brains, brains together can't get there. We're like, oh. okay. No, For those of you who listen who don't know what fika is, fika is a Swedish term. Mm. Uh, and every immigrant or every person who visits Sweden will at some point find themselves having a fika and hearing the word fika. Mm. And fika is basically ed. Give it. Oh, you're chewing. I'm ba chewing. Sorry. Fika is. I was trying to show them what maybe, fika looks like. <laughs> maybe a cup of coffee or tea, where you meet with someone and either talk, have a chat. Most of the time, it's a private conversation. It's not really work in the sense of you don't mm -hmm. talk. That's that would be a meeting. But fika is like catching up with people. You could. Some people would extend fika even to a bigger thing than just. I don't know, a chocolate ball or whatever. <laughs> I usually like to eat real food at Fika. Yeah, so I would, I would term Fika as being, it is a socializing over a small meal. So it's like table fellowship, mm -hmm. but in a way so that, like you're not eating a big heavy meal. So the whole thing is not to be like, That's just me. Oh my God, <laughs> man, ooh, ooh, I feel like I got some. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but more like, um, so you're, um, it could be anything from like just a small sandwich, uh, like a simple sandwich or something. It could be like here's a banana date nut bread, <gasps> a cookie. It could be cookies. It could be uh, this is like juice or soft. Soft is a Swedish thing where you take fruit, cook it down with sugar, so it becomes a concentrate. Then you thin it out with water. Um, so yeah. it could be any number of small things that could be easily consumed. So you're not like running back and forth, fixing things. Here's the next course. Everything's <laughs> out on the table. Sometimes a lot just kind of help yourself. And during that, that, that table fellowship, you start to interact and share and fellowship with each other. And it's a really beautiful thing. And it's such a part of the Swedish life that I wish we had it in the States. It's not a coffee break because a coffee break is something you're taking at your job. Get a cup of coffee, go back to work. <laughs> no, and, and here, like, and so, in, in working in Sweden, you take fika, fika break. So, look at that big old pink cup. She's got. She, I think it's like. like Lana is also like, fikaing. It's, like, it's like ten liters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> her whole head just disappeared. She has a long. She has a long fika going. Yeah. So yeah. like, so like, when I first started working in Sweden, it took me a long time. You know, coming from the states, where it's like work, 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 and they come to come to Sweden, and it was like ten o'clock, and it was like it's time to fika. I was like, what? And, and people look weird on you if you don't go. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, why yeah. are you yes. coming to Fika? Yeah, like, you only don't Fika with people because you hate them. <laughs> and so if you don't Fika with people at your job, they're like, ah, you think you're better than us? Or you hate yeah. us. Well, we hate you first. So, so we're yeah. going to talk bad about you yeah. at the Fika. Yeah, if you don't come that, to the Fika. You're the one that we're going to gossip about <laughs> behind your back because you didn't Fika with us. <laughs> and so... Yeah, well, Philip, Philip likes Philip has ice, cream. ice cream. Every time he has fika with Philip, he's like, he's like ice cream and sausage. And sausage. <laughs> what a combination! Yeah, he actually puts a scoop of ice cream on the sausage. All the pregnant ladies are like, "Hail yeah. Philip!" Yeah, and then he puts a pickle in there too, just for the sake of it, because they're like, "Oh, let's just get weird." Yeah. Um, so why the why is our podcast yeah. called Fika Philip? And so what happens is that in our church service, after the service, we always have church fika, so shirk fika. 
which means that we take time to fellowship with each other because we believe this is part of our worship service, is part of, part, part of honoring other people and seeing them also as being uh, image bearers of God. And so from that, Fika, um, after church, what happens is people sit around and we talk about life and sometimes we talk about the service, we talk about other things, some questions and answers, right? And sometimes we just are silly. But yep. it, that shared meal means that even if you're a new person and you come to church, you're automatically brought into the fellowship. So it's an easy way, and especially in a country that's really reserved like Sweden, where people normally – so this is close. You know, like like the two meters that we said right now, which is social distancing, distancing is <laughs> closer than the five meters that we normally hang out with <laughs> as we interact with people in Sweden. But through Fika – so I may not know you, and if you came to talk to me, I'd be like, freak, I don't know you. Get away from me. He got sweetified. But if, you, if we're sitting at a table, we're going to have fika, and I don't know you, all of a sudden I'm going to get to know you because the table fellowship establishes a, a meeting place or a safe space for us to interact and have fellowship with each other. I think yeah. fika so, for that's life. That's why we call it a fika for life because we can talk about anything. Sorry. And I think fika for life also that – I mean, Fika is very Swedish, so this is our base. We're in Sweden. So we could also just have called it Advice for Life or Listen to Our Silly Talks or some something other more descriptive. But Fika for Life is very specific to Sweden. I think if you're not from Sweden, you might not understand what, what is Fika and why for life. But we talk about life and we, yeah, we talk about life. We have questions that yeah. concern life. And Fika yeah. for Life is just, you get the bit of fun in yeah. your life <laughs> yeah so and that was the name because we wanted to i mean we're we're both christians and stuff like that but we didn't want it to be this heavy theological thing uh we wanted to have some uh, both an aspect of fun and how people actually talk and engage about different kinds of things you know um and so that's the name Fika for life sort of incorporated that aspect of our of our shared communal life together um so so, so lani how was your experience in sweden with fika do you still Fika? Did you bring Fika back to Mexico? Uh, we brought Fika during Christmas, yes. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Gingerbread and some dumplings, <laughs> and people really like that. Oh, really? Um, Good. Yeah. Vive la Fika in Mexico, <laughs> dude. You and your Spanish. I know, Spanish is like Spanish is kind of almost like it could have been my third language. But it's not. It's not. <laughs> but it will be. I'm going to relearn it. But Spanish is a yeah. beautiful language. I love it. Especially not like the Spanish, Spanish here. Where they In say Spain? Cinco. Because cinco is not a number. Cinco is a number. Cinco is, I don't know what they're saying. It was like someone says cinco. I'm like, what's wrong with you? So in, in America, you learn the Mexican Spanish? Yeah, so South American yeah. Mexican kind of Spanish where okay. we have an S. And, and not a... Yeah. <laughs> But I think uh, when we talk about fika, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's also not a tradition that we have. I mean, we also have this. Uh, we we do like to go and have a coffee, but it's not the same. And we have a lot of Starbucks at least in Mexico City, so it's very American uh, style. Um, so when I when I was in Sweden, I I got another understanding of fika, and mm. I really like that you got that name because I think also that. Fika is this pause that we should take every day with Christ, uh, like a time of Ooh. resting, just enjoying a talk with Jesus. Uh, and we, I think we, we have sometimes this 
uh, understanding of prayer and communication with God as it has mm. to be really formal and it has to be like all Lord and just yeah. close your eyes. <laughs> but I think it can be in very different ways. So, yeah. yeah. Preach it, sister. I mean, but isn't that's Lonnie's like a really good Bible teacher. If you ever want to see the future leader of all religions in the world, all that's religions. her right there. <laughs> Everything. Lonnie's just going to take over. Because you know who you are. <laughs> that's okay. horrible. Okay, but, but one of the things, but it's really important that you bring that up because if we're reading the Gospels really closely, Food was a really important part of Jesus' ministry. Mm -hmm. We don't really spend a lot of time talking about it, but you know, just the fact that the people are hungry, and so Jesus sends out the disciples, and they come back with a fish sandwich, and then Jesus feeds <laughs> five thousand people. You know, um, a fish sandwich. Yeah, it's bread and fish. fish. What do you call a fish sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> Where I come from, bread and fish makes a fish sandwich. But maybe you can make fish Germany. sticks. Ha-ha! Oh. <laughs> fish sticks didn't, wasn't invented then in the first How season. do you know? How do you know they didn't have fish sticks? Well, they didn't have refrigeration processing plants. I mean, just like, a But they could thing. still have made fish sticks right there. Because they would have had At the coast. To, they would have had to find the eggs, the milk, to make the bread. I mean, it's so complicated, Lynn. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You, are, you used to be a chef. You should know. That's how come I know it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to a professional. Did we lose our darling? No, I can oh, still, still hear there. Lani. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. She just had to uh, turn the so camera off so she would laugh at you. <laughs> I know. She's probably going, like, oh my gosh, a loco, you know? Uh, um, but, um, but, but I think that um, Jesus is constantly getting invited to parties. And Ooh. in the Middle East, table fellowship was like really important. So if someone had table is, fellowship, I yeah, I think it's like it's still the same rule. So if you have table fellowship with someone, you take responsibility for that person's life. Yeah. So and and so and <laughs> you, you can see that them. played out in a lot of different things in the Bible where people would come and visit or like when God came to visit Abraham and Abraham brings out all this food and stuff like that, kills a cow or whatever and like, well, let's grill that up. Um, <laughs> let's have barbecue. Like and God's like, yeah, we're sitting down with Abraham to have some barbecue. Um, and that in that in that in that sharing of the meal. God has an important conversation with Abraham and shares things and says things about Abraham that's important. And without that meal, it wouldn't happen. So I think that you're on to something that's really deep, that if our faith could be more practical and less, you know, but more <laughs> down to earth, um, where, we, where we can incorporate these pauses with, with Jesus, you know, where we're, where's a, yeah, it's like a spiritual, fellowship. spiritual fika. Hmm. Maybe that should be my, my next paper. Spiritual fika. Yes, the the theology of spiritual spiritual fika. We can have an episode on our podcast on spiritual fika. Yeah, yeah, that would, that would be, be nice. a really good thing for us to talk about. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lani, Thanks. for calling in and sharing yeah. your thoughts and, and giving us a really good question. I know you're always so deep all the time. How can you? Get, okay, I have a question for you. Why are you so smart? Like, <laughs> ask God about that. I don't know. Nah, I think it's up to you. Don't eat. make her feel <laughs> uncomfortable. Okay, I'm sorry. Lani is Dude. beautiful and she's smart and she's lovely and she's kind. <laughs> she's engaged to so just let it go. And he's lovely and beautiful. She's and engaged, kind. just let it go. Let it go, and man. We're going to have some really kind, beautiful, <laughs> loving babies. <laughs> Say hi okay. to Mexico from us. Yes. I mean, Take you care. know, so if we, if we want to come to Mexico to visit you, is there a place? Is there enough room for us? Sure, we can fix. Really? 
for yes. him and his one pack. <laughs> <laughs> and I have two dogs that can. Really? Oh my! Oh, oh my gosh! Look, she's got a little chihuahua. <laughs> oh, she's got a bunch of them. She got you know two. that? I think that chihuahuas are like killer dogs because every <laughs> chihuahua that sees me, they're like. <laughs> like they don't know how to do anything else other than just like bark and chase me around. They see me and they're like, "Ooh, buffet!" And they just like want to get me, you know. Well, okay, maybe not. I think those dogs are fine. Okay. Yeah. I like dogs. No, but it has been a pleasure to be with you guys and also to like uh, share about the culture. I think it's very important as we have the culture map and the yes. people about the culture and how it it links to our Christian life in Sweden. Mm. Yes. And it's really cool that you're like talking to us all the way from Mexico. So it helps to bring in that sort of international multicultural. It's fine, thing. old man. No, we have the internet nowadays. It has no, been around for 40 years. <laughs> like, wow, look, you can see that person right there in the box. I don't know how they got her into the box. It's like so amazing. <laughs> I think we just started something. We opened up a Pandora's box. We can't close it now. Yeah. No, but but I think it, it, the the multicultural aspect to our com Christian community mm. is that we're diverse and we're multicultural and yeah. both Swedes and immigrants, and it's really kind of cool to see that. So everyone, you guys should come to Cross Catch and see our shades of color yeah. in our church. <laughs> and we have babies too that are mixed colors. Yes, <laughs> they all. Most of the babies in Cross Culture looks like zebras. <laughs> they just come out with all different kinds of colors on them and stuff, you know. Some of them look like leopards, you know. Just like, we're like, all right. I still remember I come and you did when I was still in 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 the in the master, yeah. and you said, "Oh, people here just have these milkshakes." You remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you remember all the crazy things I say. <laughs> That's gonna come back and haunt me one day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, tell your mom it was good seeing her again. Um, say hi to your sister and everything. Hope to see you soon. Appear in the screen. Yes. <laughs> Hope to see you soon. Take care. Yes. Bye. 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 Love you much. That was wow. really nice. Yeah. You know, that was I was like, fun. when I cry, I was like, oh, my Lani. <laughs> so, um, but I think that's part of the part, big thing also about our community is that. Because people come from different places. Um, we have different and, cultures. And different cultures. So, and it's one of the things that is both our strength and it's also our challenge. You know. Well, anyone out there who wants to have a challenge, <laughs> who wants to grow in their personal, I don't know, yes. sphere, mm -hmm. character, strengthen your character, <laughs> patience, and just, just, I don't know, experience life. <laughs> yes. Come to Cross Country here in Uppsala. We have different cultures in Culture Night. I mean, yes, don't do. just experience a different culture once a year at Culture Night. No. Come every... Come, come here. We have Culture Night every week. Yeah, we have Culture Night every week. Yes. <laughs> it's our thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we have people from different kinds of backgrounds um, in Sweden. We have both immigrants, but also Swedish people. We have people who work... Uh, vocational, we have people with academic backgrounds, we have PhD people, we have old people, brown people, yellow people, parents, singles, crazy people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're just pointing out people in the room here, you know. Yeah, it's very Swedish to, to point to, with the finger. We have to like out this. people. <laughs> so we do in Sweden, we go around. 
yeah, so if you have any other questions or topics that you want us to talk about, we're still on live for a little bit. Um, I think that um, Teo is trying to challenge me. He's like, good point, Ed. Take a step in faith. Start cross-culture as a church full-time. He's Woo! always trying to challenge me. I know. Throw that in my face like that. I don't know what's wrong with him. Okay. <laughs> you know what's wrong with him. I know. That it's man of faith. <laughs> it's a man of faith. If anybody can move a mountain, it would be Teo. He can move a mountain. So. <laughs> uh, no, but I, it, it is that thing that sometimes, if we go back to the earlier thing about when you're trying to follow your heart and you have responsibilities, mm-hmm. that would be like a place where you're trying to find that balance and it's not always easy to do. I can tell you that. Um, because <laughs> you because talk I'm, like you have experience. <laughs> well, you know, I think I'm still there. No, <laughs> no, but I think that some sometimes, like you're you're just trying to figure out, you know, um, especially when you can see that there's good aspects to both decisions. Mm-hmm. So if you're choosing between between something that's really bad and something that's really good, then the choice is very obvious. You take the good thing, yeah, because the bad it's thing a is gray zone. You, yeah, but sometimes the the choices aren't always, always that cut and dry. And so it makes it really, really difficult. But um, um, and then sometimes in our own personal challenges, sometimes to take that step because that is a, a step. And every time you take a step in one direction, you're taking a step away from another direction. You know, if I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. When Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. When Jesus say yes, nobody can say no. <laughs> We have a lot of worship songs in our heads. So. <laughs> um, but, but I think that's one of the things is, is that, you know, and especially as you start to get older, you tend to value more maybe those things that are part of your passion more so than things that are just, you know. I mean, it's great with money and it's great to have a house and it's great to have a car. And when you die, you can't take those things with you anyway. Not. So if you make them the center of your life, what happens is the center of your life becomes empty. And it was it was shift, yeah. Like depending on what you're following. So and it's and it's good I think to have things that mean something. But I think also it's difficult because people are afraid they're going to fail. Yeah. Or maybe that thing, or you're wrong. You maybe had the feeling for that, and then you you're afraid that you you put everything on that, and then it turns out no, this was not what you were supposed to do. Exactly. Or you have to start all over again. Mm. Starting all over is. The older you get, the harder the harder it is it is to start all over, because other things are starting to happen. Retirement, um, the oh job God. market <laughs> shrinks when you get older. <laughs> when um, you get older, <laughs> people aren't going to want to hire you as much sometimes. Um, and so there's a lot of diff- I mean relationships. You in one relationship when you're older, it's not a guarantee now so that you're, you're going to find someone. Yeah. And especially you know, um, you don't want to go through a lot of the hassles that you did when you were younger and stuff like that. So. So, I mean, it's a lot of different things. But I would say, like, if you find yourself in that situation, torn between two things, don't wait. Don't put it off even till next year or to three years down the road. Because uh, maybe next year will be even worse than Corona 2020. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it might be something, <laughs> something crazier. But um, when you're still healthy and you can make changes in your life, do it. That's when you make those changes. And just do it. And sometimes you just have to tell the people you love, you know what? You may not agree with this, but you know me and you know I'm not doing this out of spite. I'm not doing this out of uh, bitterness to you. Um, 
but I need to find another way because if I, if I just do things this way, it's just going to kill me and drain the life out of me. And I don't think that you want me to be you know, successful in this area but with no life and no happiness because dead things can't make us alive. And I think if you can sort of get them to understand, maybe they'll be more, not that they're saying they love it, but maybe they can be more supportive and be more understanding about why you need to do that in that direction. And just because you follow your heart, just because you follow your passion doesn't mean you can't take care of your family. You know, I, I, I try to help my mom out. I don't make as much money as I did working as a chef, but I still try to help her with, with something. You know, yeah. I try to, you know, calling, writing. I, I send pictures. I try to do a lot of things to help because, because my mom is still really important. And I believe I have an obligation as her son to honor her, not just by being respectful, but to honor her by also still remaining as a part of her life. I think it's hard, though, when they shun you if you don't... Yeah, shunning is not always. If I never. Don't, I don't know anyone who likes shunning. So. No, but I was thinking. I think in Asian cultures, if you go against your parents, yeah. that's a big deal. It's yeah, almost it like emotional suicide. Yeah, I I think it used to be that way for African American families, but it, it's not really practical for us <laughs> because in a society <laughs> that hates you anyway and is trying to shoot you and kill you, I mean, you just kind of like, do we need one more thing? You know. So mm. I think that it, for us, it, it's not in that same way, but I can understand that, um, especially for a lot of the Asian cultures where um, the parents' futures really depend upon their children's success. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's the only way that they can have any and, kind of security when they, they get older. And they invest into you yeah, and they, they expect things back. Yeah. They expect things back. Yeah, that was, and that was the thing I always thought was more s- the most difficult thing is that, because for us, we look at it as invest- investing in children is our, is our privilege to do it. Mm. But we don't we don't have to have anything back from that. But I always feel that it's really wrong for for parents to leverage their investment in their children mm. with the expectation that now you got to do for me. Yeah, because um, I put so much into you. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, because <laughs> guilt doesn't bring love. I no. mean, I might do it uh, something for you because of guilt, but I'm not doing it because I love you. And in the end, whenever I get a chance to escape and get away, I'm going to take that chance and get away. And you know, who wants who wants nice things with no love? <laughs> I'm not like that, but I know people who are like yeah, that. <laughs> so thank you guys for sending <clears throat> in the questions and um, listening to us and seeing us now in in flesh. Um, I hope you guys continue to listen to our podcast, Fika for Life. You can find it on oh. so many channels, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Google it, you'll find us. Um, send to our email, Fika at mail.com yes um, any questions whatever you want uh, comments questions comments questions critics whatever no say. nude pictures though no <laughs> our producer doesn't like that no it's not into it <laughs> uh, do we have any other questions that have shown up Benjamin I'm looking at one a little bit uh. okay an Asian person Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? What was the question? So, I, I, Can, I sometimes feel my an, an They want you to be more successful. Yeah. As an Asian, your parents want you to be more successful. Yeah. I mean, that's what we just brought up a bit that mm. in Asian cu- cultures, you are, as a kid, you are like a product. 
product you of your parents. You are you are the sign outside. I mean, when I grew up in Germany, in the subculture of Vietnamese people, what I did reflect upon mm. on my parents in a way greater way than maybe mm. white kids. Whatever mm. they did on their parents, it's like, mm. it's a totally different thing. But as an Asian kid, and then other Asians would judge your parents mm. um, depending on how you behaved. So I was a prime kid. My my parents are like, oh, you got to do this. You got to help out at parties. You're not going to be the one just sitting around having fun. You're going to be in the kitchen. And you're going to help all these elderly <laughs> ladies cook and clean. Do it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then people would praise me. But then there was more praise to my parents right. that they raised me right. Mm. Um, that was the same thing in African-American cultures that yeah. way. Yeah. So it's really mm. important with reputation. And yeah. I think... Um, the good thing for me is that my parents realized that at some point you can't push your parents, uh, your, you can't push your kids further than their potential is. Mm. I mean, if you and if you are unlucky and have parents that totally misjudge your potential, <laughs> I feel very sorry for you because, I mean, not everyone is born or can be pushed to become a doctor. Not everyone mm. is, can be pushed exactly. to be a lawyer or to exceedingly be academic mm. successful you can't some some people cannot and i think it's a mental health thing and i know that in many asian countries that mm. becomes more of an aware thing mental health yeah. but we are not there yet like compared to the west psh, asians yeah. are like dude just suck it up yeah <laughs> you what do you, what your parents what are you tell you for get um, out there and work make and, more money <laughs> but i think it's it might be difficult to um to tell that mm. to your parents because they might come from a different generation. Mm. If you are um, living abroad, not mm. in an Asian country or maybe in another Asian country than mm. your parents come from, it can be difficult because of a cultural difference. Yeah. Uh, what the culture around you now dictates and tells you and what your parents' culture grew up with. Wow. And it can be difficult to, uh, to make them understand. And I think uh, for me, you have to try to... Uh, come come to something that you, you can accept that, okay, they're going to be angry until this level, until this point, and you have to just accept that you can't mm. make them happy mm. in that way because in the end of the day, I'm sorry to say it, but your parents will die and you will probably outlive them for a long time, hopefully. So you got to live with those consequences. And mm. um, I think most parents who do really care about their kids will see if the kids do feel emotionally physically bad because of what they're mm. saying what they're pushing for and will hopefully back down eventually and if you feel like your parents are deaf to all of this maybe it's good to talk with a relative i think mm. i hope you don't have all relatives are on your parents side i think there should be someone an aunt an uncle and cousin hopefully. who who yeah. maybe understands you better and maybe that relative can be your support in this. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that the the whole pressure thing of uh, performance mm. where it almost comes down to the love that I might be expected to have for my parents is based upon my performance. Yeah. And so it becomes performance-based love, which, which leaves you feeling empty. It leaves you feeling tired. 
it puts a pressure on top of you all the time because there's so many expectations laid on top of you and you don't want to let anyone down and you don't want anyone to have a bad life because you fail them in some kind of a way. Mm. And so you're constantly pushing yourself and pushing yourself. Um, I, I know people, at least in African-American culture, I know people who have um, chosen not the person they loved, but the person who provide the greatest security and financial security because that would be a blessing for the family. And so they put themselves in this miserable relationship for the sake of the family or because, the family, because the family liked that person better or, or just uh, all kinds of things. And that's what happens with that, that sort of pressure. And so I can understand a lot of why... Um, and especially now when you're looking. So when I grew up and, and we would look at, <laughs> you know, white kids could say whatever they wanted to their parents. And their parents are like, oh, Johnny, you just called me a dirty beep, beep, beep. Um, you know, and, and the black kids, you just looked at your parent the wrong way. The wrong way and it was like, whoop, bam, you know. <laughs> that hand just came out right upside your head. You know. You know, our friend Rashida, he likes uh, to watch Russell Peters. Yeah, really? Yeah, and, and their comedian... I think he's he he's um his roots are from India but mm. he is active in Canada most of the time yeah. but also in the US and he always brings this joke up that well white white people have to start um beating their, their kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh because on the playground like all the Asian African Indian kids are like oh I got such a bad beating last night <laughs> blah 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 and the white is like yeah my mom locked me in my room <laughs> really? so yeah, we are not for um, physical punishment here in Sweden because it's no. illegal. Mm. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. What we are saying here. Yeah, but 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 it is that that whole pressure thing that comes from people around you, from your family, whatever. Um, you know, and sometimes it can be, especially if they're expecting something out of you that you just can't achieve. Yeah, you're not a loser, and <gasps> and it's really easy to develop those kind of feelings, and you're not a failure. Um, we're all limited by our creator. So not everyone, like Lynn was saying, not everyone can be a doctor. Not everyone can can be an engineer. Not everyone can be president of a company. You know, some chess of us master. can. Chess master. <laughs> you know, which is, of course, the most important goal in life. But, you know, between that and then being, you know, a Jedi Knight. You know, those are the two <laughs> things that are the most important. But, you know, besides that. But, but you really have to try to figure out where's that balance point and... And, and think about this. Instead of trying to make everyone happy, why don't you just decide how pissed off will I make people? Because mm. that's a lot easier to achieve. <laughs> so if I know that, okay, if I do all this stuff and I'm stressed out, but my parents and everyone else around me will be really happy, but I'm going to be so stressed out, I'm going to die before I'm turned 35, that maybe that's not good. But if I know they can live with being pissed off at a 25% level, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, that gives me some breathing room. <laughs> they're going to be 20, 25%. They're still 75% happy. Yeah. So shoot for the 25% unhappy and you they'll be unhappy. And that's okay because you can deal with the 25%. And the 25% more happiness, more control, more direct and uh, closer to the passion that God has put inside your life. That might help you to find that balance, a and better I, way to live. And I think also that it's good to just surround yourself with people who might be in a similar situation to support yourself. Yeah. And I think or bring you down. No. I think when you're in an Asian context, you will find a lot of other kids who struggle with the mm. same. Um, if you just look at Japan and their 
kid suicide rate. Whoa. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's, that's out scary. of control. So I think it's really important to take care of your mental health in this sense. Um, be like the Duchess of Cambridge in the UK. <laughs> Talk about what makes you feel bad, what makes you feel good. Find people you can trust and share this with and find support in this. I hope this answer helped you. Yeah. Friend. No, I was just Taylor. He's just trying to challenge me to step out of faith. Yeah, yeah. No. So. Do we have more questions? Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Are you happy, Ed? Let's see. Because if I'm happy and I know it, I should clap my hands. And if you're happy and you know it, stomp your feet. And if you're happy and you know it. I hope you guys, if you have children, check out our children's program on crossculturecultureculture.com. Yes. And if you hear this famous voice over here that sounds like King Saul, then could be. You never know. Then we also have uh, worship. Listen to worship in different yeah. languages. Um, and we are always happy to meet you guys in person if you want to come on Sundays yes. to Lötenschicken here in Uppsala, Sweden at 2 p.m. We will be around. Join more often than I am. I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost every Sunday mm -hmm. if my kid is not sick. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh We hope that you continue to listen to our Fika for Life podcast. Yes. Yes. And continue to support us and continue to write in questions and everything. Yeah. Um, Share this with your friends yeah. on your page on Facebook, yes. on YouTube, on and Instagram. And if you want to know more about our life, not, we're not married or anything, but no. like I'm married. That'd be horrible. The, no, it wouldn't be. I'm yes. a blessing to you. You would be a curse to me, but I would be a blessing to you. Uh. <laughs> like all women are a curse to you. Almost. Uh, no, <laughs> they're not. I'll tell your mom. My mom's She's probably watching this. My mom's an angel. My mom's not a curse. Oh, we got a question? Okay, where? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I don't know, spiritual <laughs> habits? <laughs> like the good ones or the well, bad ones? <laughs> I smoke prayer every day. <laughs> and then I go out and I drink. Okay. What are spiritual, spiritual habits? habits? Uh, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You have to explain to me what because, it is because, because I, I don't know that term. Than you. Uh, so <laughs> a, spir a spiritual habit is the is the thing. So if you think about a normal 24-hour day, mm -hmm. how does you how do you how do you live that day out through your faith? So like your prayer you life, you step out in faith. Read, step every day, I, every day I wake up, it's like it's a miracle. I just go, "Woo, God, just get me through the night." You know. Uh, well, I have a newborn. Yes. <laughs> okay, I guess so, yeah. I haven't been there for a long time, so. Uh, but I okay, I'll start off. Yeah. And then you can then you can try to sound more holy than me. So. I won't. You will. Because you live longer. That doesn't make me more holy. It just makes me stupider. God has blessed you longer. <laughs> well, okay, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's there's things like so one of the things I try to do is to wake up in in the morning. Um, and By your own power, you try to wake up. Wake up! Wake up! Wake no, up! Like this. <laughs> Edward, arise! <laughs> and then I wake up. Like I'm coming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's a, it's a, it's a serious question. Sorry. Okay. Um, so I wake up in the morning, and one of the things is to remember to thank God for this day. Uh, so I have a bunch of shorter prayers in the morning time, um, which is to thank God for the day, to place my life into God's hands so he will open my eyes and open my ears so I'll be sensitive to where he's at because where he's at is where I'm going to try to gravitate. Where God is working is where I want to gravitate. My life has to be focused sort of 
uh, where it's sort of um, centering and flying around him. Um, then the other thing is to always, so I have a habit of always thanking God for the food that I eat. So the majority, like if I get a piece of chewing gum, I don't thank God for the chewing gum because <gasps> I didn't swallow it. <laughs> so it doesn't really get a chance to get in and give me some benefit or clog something up where I need some other stuff to unclog the chewing gum. But for the most that, most part, um, and candy, I don't thank God for it just because Usually by That's the, from the devil. No, it's just because by the time I get ready to eat some candy, I'm so hungry. I just, oh, and it's just, it just, I don't know, it just it disappears. <laughs> but, but normally, I would always thank God for my food, and then to thank Him um, for that blessing, and then to remind me that to share what I have with others, and to remind me that I'm extremely blessed that I can eat myself full every single day. Yeah, thank and you for sharing your that. your dinner with me. Yeah, before it was it really was, nice. It was spicy. I know. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, so that's and, and then um, looking for opportunities to pray throughout the day. So it does help that I happen to work in the church, but most of my prayers don't happen in church. So it could happen like I'm on the uh, train going to my job. It's a good opportunity. Um, I'm one of those people who do pray when I poop. So when I go to the toilet, <laughs> too much that's, information. That's like my <laughs> that's like my prayer time. That's my praise time. I get some worship on when I'm on the toilet. You guys might think it's oh he's being so disgusting. You ask for my for my habits, and this is how I live my life. My life is not <laughs> lived inside of a perfect crystalline bubble where it's like no, I don't ever talk to God when I poop because I don't ever poop, and if I do poop, it smells like roses. If you guys don't usually listen to this, Ed is very focused on poop. butts, poop, yeah, it's kind pee. of like he I don't talk about pee that much. He, he but you got okay, stuck at like the the three four H. Stage. No, where where why. Nomi is now, it's my daughter. Why. I have like, appreciation things. It's Swedish for poop. Okay, so <laughs> I know, always. But anyway, um so that's so I'm always looking for opportunities where I can take time to pray. Um sometimes I'll um see things that happen and I'll pray. If someone calls me I have to pray right away because I'll Forget about it. True. I do write prayers also in my prayer journal. So I have an app on my telephone so I can write things that I'm reminded that I need to pray with these things over the, a longer period. Uh, so that's prayer. And then I try to find some time to read the Word of God. I don't have a set standard that says, you better read the Bible one hour every day because that <laughs> makes you really Christian. Um, I, you should read the Bible every day. Sometimes I only read a verse. Sometimes I read a chapter. Sometimes I may read a half a book, um, depending upon what's going on in my life. How, how hungry you are. Yes. Some days I just need just a bite. No. Um, so, but, but regular contact with God's Word, uh, not, and not just when I have to do my sermons or not when I just have to do a Bible study, but to actually, for my own benefit, to put myself into God's Word. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. So I do have pastors that I listen to. My old uh, pastor, Dr. David Hawking, just shout it out there. Uh, I he has listen- long sermons. Ed sent me some, like, <laughs> He they're told me the name, hour. like, do that. And I'm like, whoa, they're really long. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I love it. He's like a nerd. It's like a Bible nerd. I'm just like, woo. But they're good, but they're yeah. just really long. <laughs> uh, but so sometimes I like to feed myself from what God is saying through other people as they're exploring the Bible. Like, um, and like then, Theo, who told you, step out in faith. <laughs> step out, yeah, it's like through our prophet, Nathaniel. Nathaniel Teo, he's always out there trying to make me follow God. Uh, <laughs> What a and horrible then, person. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I look for opportunities to do good and to bless people. Jesus said we are to be the salt and the light. And so what I look for is how can I, 
like I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I mean, like, like I don't care if you're Christian, but, <laughs> but I mean, like, for for me to do good for someone, for me to be a blessing or salt and light in that person's life, it doesn't matter to me if you're a Christian or not Christian. It's not like I'm looking. It should like, be strange. Like, also, where's all the Christian people? Like, wait, wait. Oh, before I help you, are you a Christian? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Because you should know by the fruit on my tree. Ooh, that was deep. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I am a Christian. Well, I'm a follower of Jesus, the Messiah. Does that make me Christian? Yes, Father. I am his disciple. Okay. Um, and then, um, and then, in looking for opportunities to help, I don't look at opportunities as being big enough or or small enough. So it could be something like I know that when I come home every night, usually late at night, there's a guy at the train station who collects bottles. So if I've been drinking a couple of sodas or something, I take the bottles with me on the train and I leave it there for him because I know he's going to pick them up and whatever he does with them. Um, it could be something rolling. like um, if I see someone in town, some we have some people who have uh, some kind of uh, disabilities. Um, and so sometimes people pick on them. Um, and so it's my job to sort of intervene and say, hey, stop that. That's just not cool. Um, to give you an example of just... How, I'm looking how for holy he is. No, mm. just how I'm looking for opportunities <laughs> to help out where I can help out. And sometimes, like in this country like Sweden, you see people struggling with bags or whatever, and you go, and, it, and it's kind of hard sometimes being black a black man a black will man. come approach you and like, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you can see like people are like struggling or they're trying to get their big, because now we have gigantic baby carriages. And so they're trying <laughs> to get the baby carriage up on the bus and I can go down, hey, I can help you with that. No, no, it's okay. I can do it myself. Then I'm like, all right, fine. And I take out my camera and wait to see if they're going to fall. Because then sin comes up in my... No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that. At least no. he's honest. No, but, but sometimes it makes me really sad because I do want to help people out. And sometimes people are like, they just look at me because I mean, obviously, gangster. Uh, and so they look at and they just kind of like, you know, they don't want to accept your help or they don't want to be indebted to you and stuff like that. But That's very Swedish but though, it's, um, to not want to be indebted. Yeah, or not want to be helped or anything. And then sometimes it could just be spontaneous things. Sit down and someone just starts talking to you. Because I believe that praying that God will open my eyes and open my ears makes me available to him. So I always expect that things happen and then just try to respond and, and go with the flow. So that's kind of... Um, Are you done yet? Sorry. Sorry, I guess I have a lot of spiritual habits. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry I, that I just I, want to follow Jesus every day. I was saying, oh, I should have gone first. <laughs> and then and then also try to take a point where, I, where I'm worshiping. So either I'm listening to music from Tissay, from the community in Tissay, France. Um, if you don't know what that is, look that up. It's a big blessing. Or it could be gospel music, or it could be praise and worship. It could be listening to the hymns. It could be listening to just classical music. So I have this whole gigantic musical taste, but for me, the music helps me to be focused on an attitude uh, of praise and worship and actually just the praise and worship God. So sometimes it happens that I'm riding on the train, and I forget the people around me, and I just start singing out loud on the train in the store, walking you down the street. You should do that. Why I, not? Expose people. them to some worship. And then people are just like, whoa, freak. You know, uh, so that's kind of, um, and, and, then, and, and then also praying for other people. So it could be, if I see someone who looks like they need help, I'll just ask you, hey, do you need help? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Is it okay if I pray for you? And most people will say it's okay. Some people because it's kind of rude to say no. <laughs> so, no, do not pray for me. Are you talking to God? No, no, not, no, don't, don't talk about no. Okay, well, I'm sorry, you know, okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's rude to say no. <laughs> so, no, But some people say no. 
but but most people will say yes and everything. So those yeah. those are those are my my spiritual habits. habits. Um, yeah, and then you know, obviously blessing the body of Christ and the name of my Christian friends and stuff like that. But okay, Lynn, your turn. Oh man, that was long. <laughs> so you started with waking up in the morning. So uh, oh. And before I go to sleep at night, I, if I don't fall asleep before I go to sleep, I just try to think off the end of the day. Sorry, now I'm done. Yes. <laughs> so my spiritual habits then uh-huh. are also in the morning. Um, if I'm not late or something, I thank God for this day that we are awake. That I, I pray that God will bless that day. Um, mostly through the day, I just pray to God, please let me not kill my husband because he drives me crazy. Or... Wow. <laughs> or... Or that my kid is not my kid is not driving me crazy, or I'm praying to God to just help me keep my temper wow. and making me more Christ-like. <laughs> um, yeah, I do that. Uh, I also try to be a good ambassador for Christ at work. Um, so I really have to watch my steps, like Ed said, be the salt and light at work. Um, and I try to encourage other Christians as well to do so. Mm. Um, yeah, when you, when I'm in difficult situations, especially when I'm challenged in my faith by others, they say something that I should oppose as mm. a Christian, mm. or they ask me something about my faith, or there's opportunity to just witness to them. I just pray to God, like, oh, help me, because I might have the knowledge, but I don't mm. know what will come out of me. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're always afraid. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, and I, I think we, you guys may have seen some of the blessings that God, yeah, how God used me, and then people mm. came to cross culture or mm. something's happening because we don't always see the fruit of what we're yeah. sowing or what we are watering right now. Um, so I try to, um, yeah. Nowadays, I sing more worship songs. I like to really listen to worship songs or sing worship songs when I go to work with the car. But it's dangerous because if I cry and tear up, it's dangerous for traffic. So I try to not get in that. When I feel like already a little moody, I'm like, oh, maybe not a sad or emotional moving song because I don't want to cause an accident on the way to work. So Really? Okay, and her sister-in-law is saying it's true. So yep. it's making me really scared to ride in the car with Lynn because I'm just like, well, just don't you just don't know. Turn like, on a song that really that really touches your oh, heart. Wow. The last time we, last time I, right before I see Jesus, I'll be in the car with one of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good place to be. Um, yeah, and then and then I think I mostly get ch- uh, challenged to read my Bible more, or I always had trouble to remember where the verses. Mm. I know what it says and what context, but it's hard for me to remember where in the Bible is the verse. Maybe I can place it in the Old and the New Testament. (laughs) It's maybe in the the Gospels or it's in one of the letters. But then more than that, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I had to go Google that. So bless God for Google. And then then, um, I should give you a test. No, (laughs) please. Um, And then since we have kids, I mean, we are more aware of that. Whatever Mm. you live the kids will pick yeah. up. So obviously we prayed for meals before we had kids, but we still do that. And even if my kid says, nah, I don't want to pray. I'm like, okay, you don't pray, but we pray. Um, and then when we put them to bed, like even she said, I asked her, do you want to pray? She's like, no, you mommy can pray. And then ask her, what do you want to pray for? And 
and teaching them that, teaching them. She started to say, oh, my God, I don't know where she learned that. Or, oh, my Lord. Uh-huh. And I'm like, ah. and I try to teach her, like, that's that's not really okay to say, oh, my God. Because God doesn't want you to just say his name. He wants you to treat his name with respect. Mm. So we try to teach her, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And if and I say, oh my sh- gosh, she's like, you're not supposed to say, oh and my gosh. And that's what she says to me. So in church, <laughs> I walk around, I'll say, oh my gosh. She's like, she's like, Edward, you know, I abaya. You, you shouldn't say that. And I was like, uh, okay, you're right. Okay, whoa. Legalist <laughs> right there. I know. She's like all on me. Little Pharisee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think my spiritual habits um, are are a lot surrounded by, or surrounded um, with people, yeah, relationships with people. If it's my husband, my kids, mm. people at work, with yeah. Ed, please God, let Ed be healthy and not die too early. Oh, yeah. that was nice. Things How like that. Say, please don't let Ed get on my bad side because I'm about <laughs> to explode all over him. <laughs> well, that should be your prayer. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> dear God, protect me from Lynn <laughs> and her explosive attitudes. I am a. Uh, in the Center, I talk about the Jesus to kids. That's good. Yes, uh, you do that, Philip. Philip is so. You guys probably wonder who Philip Beckstrom is. Philip is a a Christian icon here in Uppsala. <laughs> he probably goes to more church services than any other person I know, mm-hmm. living or dead. Um, he <laughs> sings in every single gospel choir in 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 town. Um, everything that happens at every church, Philip's there. So if you ever come to a church, you'll see Philip. You just say, hey, Philip. And he'll say, hey. And then he'll, whatever comes to his head at that time when he meets you, that's what your nickname will be. Yep. So when he saw me the Embrace first... Embrace it. The first 10 years, every time he saw me, because I had dreads, he would say, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do? <laughs> so that's, you know, that's that's our life here. So More um, questions? Yeah. Um, Our podcast has been for going on for a long time. Really? Is yeah. that it again? Another long time? Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we need to wrap this up. Um, yeah, and whatever your spiritual habits are, um, you can know. always let us know what they are. We right. can make comment or make fun of you. or No, both. no, no. no. no okay, he will make fun of okay, you. Okay, she'll make fun of you. I'll make fun of him. Okay. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but if you have, if you if you need help or you're like, how do you develop spiritual habits and things like that? Uh, write to us. We can do a whole podcast about, you know, what Step we've one, learned two, about. Three, four, five. Yeah, you know, here are the ten steps to developing good, solid spiritual habits. <laughs> I For, just will teach you in five steps, but Ed okay, wants well, to do it in ten. Well, I, so I, I talk more than you do, so I guess you know, <laughs> I give long answers. <laughs> True. If you have noticed, he gives long answers. Yeah, it's always an A and a B. It's like one A, one B, one C. <laughs> it never <laughs> ends. No, it, it keeps ends. going. You know. Um, Really? Okay, good. Cool. Thank you. Nice for feedback. Well, um, now we wrap it up. Yes, I have Do one last question. One last question for you. Oh no. Um, so on our on one of our um, audio podcasts, uh, we had a we had a, right before you went into labor, and uh, we've never had a chance to really talk to you about the labor. But uh, was it easier? And we bring bring Etai. We want to see little Etai. My baby. That's my second baby. This That's is little Etai. This baby number two. Lynn just shot him out just like that. Like we Thank talked to the next day, she was like, boom, caught him in my own hands. Say who you are. Itai. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Itai Eliasson. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
it w- it went quicker. Yeah. But I get I got more damage this time. Because uh, he well, he was kind of big. Yeah. Uh, and I and I when I got my epidural and after some time, like, wait, it still hurts a lot. I thought it would the pain would just <laughs> disappear. Why is it still hurting so much? So I and that was a bit tough to digest. But mm. I mean. When people ask me afterwards, so how did it go? I just said, well, I got a healthy baby boy and I'm fine. So I guess that's the result you like, want. He wasn't headbanging on the way out. Like you're like, they give you the epidural and the e is going like, bam, bam, bam. Uh, they, su- they used the vacuum. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They, that's why I really I wish I had teared. been there. That would have been really cool. No. No, there were a lot of people in the room. Okay. See? So What's one more? That's just... <laughs> you would not have noticed me. Um, <laughs> no, I've been looking at E-Time. I'm like, Lynn, you're in the way. Move out of stuff. Come on. <laughs> we want to see the baby. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, really good. To, congratulations with uh, to you and Eunice mm-hmm. with E-Time. And, uh, and thanks for all of our, our fans and everything for... Uh, for praying for Lynn and for uh, in our community we have a, a lot of babies one of our people who helped to found cross culture uh, Sulin Isak they just had their second child really also. yeah same week wow right. like so, Pita or like yeah. me no like Petra Petra and Benjamin it was actually same week wow so, they had another baby I mean they were praying for baby yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the things where people Thank are, you, God. Like, well, we actually prayed for them to have a baby, and they had a baby. So, obviously, my fertility dance works. And if you want me to do it for you, I mean, now <laughs> it costs more money. It costs more money now. So, it's going to cost you <laughs> at least 3,000 crowns. But that goes to cross-culture. And I come out, and I do the fertility dance. Lay my fertility hands upon you, and you will get pregnant, okay? <laughs> well, On the garden, your turn is coming. <laughs> Okay, but um, but we like to uh, thank you for joining us for our, our first ever or second ever um, live fe- podcast. Yes, live podcast, and we might do some in the future. We might do another live podcast every now and then, maybe around Christmas time or something. Uh, thanks to Benjamin, uh, who is our producer for today. He's yeah. doing a wonderful job. Wonderful job. Uh, we're like really happy. We'll clap. Clap, 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 clap. That's the corona friendly. And we're exactly I'm gonna have to like sterilize my hands. I'll put it in the microwave or something. Philip has tea. Uh and so I guess he's gonna make me drink tea and ice cream. because that's what he does to me. So um and um and thanks to Anna Carden, who's been taking care of Itai while we're doing this. Yes. So, He's like, I can go with my auntie. <laughs> thank you, guys. And thanks, everyone. Thank you, Lonnie, uh, for joining us. And, um, you know, continue to write to us. Continue to let us know. Thanks for supporting us for these almost two years now. Uh, we're, as long as God gives us strength, we'll continue on with our podcast and hope that it's a blessing to you and to anyone else you share with. Yeah. So, um, have a say? good night. Have a good night. Thanks Bye-bye. for watching. Speak up for love. Speak up for love. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas. And we hope to hear you again. <laughs>